This episode includes discussions of abuse, domestic violence, and mental health. Please listen with care. Hello and welcome to Self, the podcast that brings you real stories from folks across the country who are building towards a better future. Now, as someone who's still learning about money at the age of 32, I really connected with today's guest. Like so many of us, Tara Jacobs has made some money mistakes that she's not so proud of. But on the other side of a tough season that's impacted her housing, her family, and her mental health, Tara's invested in building a support system for women in need of community. In this episode, Tara shares some of the hard lessons she's learned over the years and what she's teaching her kids about money that she wishes she'd known growing up. And now, I'm really excited to share those lessons with you. Take a listen. So my name is Tara and I am a mom of two. I'm 28 and I'm learning to be more of myself, more comfortable with who I am. And I have a big heart for just the empathy and sympathy of people. And I feel like a lot of that plays into, I guess, how I view the world and like what I do in life. I started learning how money isn't so separate from our life, like as we like to make it be. Like, yes, we can use it to buy things, but um, when I discovered over the years how mentally we have to be connected to money, I realized that, you know, even emotionally, it can also help not only our lives, but others as well. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, it's going to be fun learning more about how you got to that place of, of feeling that way, or at least knowing right. that you couldn't think of money in a different way. But before we go there, can you share just what it was like for you, maybe like growing up and, and the younger years that maybe developed how you thought about money before you had this new way? Oh, yeah. So... Um... At the age of five-ish, um, me and my siblings were taken away from our two-parent household. We were in that environment, and it was destroyed through um, abuse. So we were raised in, we were in the foster care system, and, you know, we were going to be scattered out. So our grandparents were like, hey, you know, we'll take them in, we'll raise them. But we thought it was our happy ever ending, but unfortunately, our grandparents, they didn't really make wise decisions. So we were all on government assistance, food stamps, and then our grandparents were receiving money for taking care of us by Child Protective Services. Mm -hmm. And when the money would run out, abuse would happen because they were frustrated. And, you know, on top of that, we were emotionally and physically abused. Eventually, I started recognizing, you know, our life is different from what is perceived as normal. Mm. And from there, I was like, wow, like me and my sister, we were like, we need to do something. So we started running away. And that's where we just had an access to the real world, you know, like things that happened, you know, like um, our friends were like, yeah, we're, we're working. You know, they were like 15, 16, had mm -hmm. a job already working, you know, all our stuff. And when I turned 18, I was like trying to get my first job because I thought that was means I was an adult, you know, and I remember this one person telling me, no, um, do you have further experience than this? And I was like, no. She's like, you know, I had people that were 16 come in working while in college. And I was like, oh, my gosh, right then and there at 18, I knew that I was already behind. I think a lot of people will be able to resonate with this 
this feeling of being behind. Right. Because I hear a lot about that, right? We feel like we're supposed to have done certain things, had certain things right. by specific ages. And I'm not sure that any two people have had the same story or the same trajectory, right? Right. But for you, what is it that's kept you from maybe succumbing to that and like it keeping you from moving forward? You know, you not perpetuating maybe the cycle you saw growing up of maybe some of your other family members. It sounds yes. like you, you know, found some way to push through. From when I turned 18, you know, I started trying to work, do different jobs. Um, I ended up losing my first job. I was like, hey, you know, I got an apartment. I'm doing well. Everything's great. Um, and then I lost my apartment. That affected my credit. Another right. thing that I didn't even know existed <laughs> until I started actually getting into it. And by that time, you know, I was just like buying lottery tickets, like $500. So I'm like, I'm going to get rich, you know, <laughs> um, buying clothes for no reason. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? But I didn't get it then until like years later. Um, I ended up having to go through it the hard way, being denied multiple times of cars, houses. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, the most that I could do was just work and live with family members. So it was that moment where reality slapped me in the face where I was like, hey, you can't do nothing. And this is why. And then when I started paying attention to why, I was like, oh my goodness, what can I do now to fix it? Now, it sounds like you've had a lot of different experiences growing up that kind of shaped how you used to see money before. Yes. And you've had to do things the long way. What would you say, like, has kept you motivated? What's your motivation? Um, so at the time, mm -hmm. it was social media, mm -hmm. seeing my friends being able to do things. I was like, mm -hmm. how can they can do those things? You know, how come I can't? And then my connection with God, um, most importantly, I always heard this one phrase that said, God wants the better for us. You know, he doesn't put us here just to go through things. And I was like, well, Lord, I'm putting you to the test. You know, what is the better things? There has to be a way that it's meant for me too. Mm -hmm. um, of course, other things happen right after that chapter in my life that just knocked me all the way down to zero. Um, I was, I ended up losing custody of my daughter mm. and that affected me mentally. Mm. Um, and then I was in a shelter for domestic violence and, you know, no job, like everything. It was just like, I was at ground zero right there. I was going to give up. I was, cause mm. I was like, I've been doing this for years. Like, right. and I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. Um, so I ended up finding out about a program that it's like an educational program. They teach you training on how to become uh, certified in mm -hmm. like whatever field. And I chose it. So, um, I went there and all the connections that I made, all the people that, supported me strangers that I didn't know who were just egging me on and like telling me like, Hey, Tar, you can do it. Hey, here's this resource, things I didn't know about. It just fueled me to be like, wow, like if they're doing this for a stranger like me and there's programs, there's people who create programs like, um, the shelter I was in, I want to do the same thing. Like, why can I create a service that helps someone else succeed in life? Mm. You know, I don't really have support of family. Uh, being a single mom, it's hard to like be like, hey, I can work a job, sister, cousin, mom, grandma, can you watch my child? You know, and it's like I have to do literally everything on my own. So it's like I want to create more services where women can feel supported when they don't have support. I love that. So you want to pay it forward. Yes. What you've yes. experienced, the benefits and, you know, some of the, the outcomes, you want to make sure someone else has yes. access yes. to 
if you have anything to do with it. it yes, like. please, God. <laughs> I'm already putting it. the steps in now ahead of time because that's another thing. I was like, I thought you had to wait to get money and able to do things. But the more prepared you are, like as far as getting your mindset in check, your goals written down, what you're going to accomplish, all other things like that, the better as well. I love that you mentioned that because mm -hmm. if you just if you're waiting for a check, right. you know, if you're waiting for money to fall from the sky or you're waiting to get a promotion, right. but you're not doing anything in the meantime to right. make sure you're prepared for when that comes. Yes. Then what happens to a lot of people is yeah, the money comes, the promotion comes, they come into money. And without the foundation of financial literacy, right. a strategic plan, mm -hmm. maybe having the community in place maybe spend frivolously mm -hmm. or the money just kind of like disappears in some yeah. way or we're, yeah. we're spending it based on um, who we were, right. what we wanted instead right. of who we are and what we know we want and yes. need in this season. And That's so I true. love that you mentioned you're not waiting before you're right. able to create the impact. You're preparing yes. in the That's meantime right. for what you already know you're, yes. you're, you're yes. walking toward. So you mentioned being in school now, mm -hmm. having started dabbling in IT and um, wanting to really kind of create a career path for yourself that was going to sustain you and, and now your children. Yeah. I would love to hear what you're in school for and what your career path looked like up until this point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so before I didn't even see myself being in school, like college and that stuff. Um, I didn't graduate high school. Um, I got my GED when I was in 21. I tried to go to an HBCU, but I ended up getting pregnant um, while in school. And so because of that, I was just like, I can't be here, you know? And I felt like my future was down the drain. Cause I was like, dang, I threw away an opportunity where I could be successful. So now I just have to work. So the fact that I'm in school now again, like it is, I literally cried when I found out they're like, yes, you're, you're back in, you know, being 28, especially being a mom, you know, it's like not looked down upon, but it's kind of like we're in a corner where it's like, you know, you guys are there. <laughs> but like um, the fact that I'm able to go back, it's like my, it just further proves that when you keep etching at something in life, eventually something good will come, come out of it, you know? So it was good to see, like, I'm still able to continue and get my degree in software developing because now with the business aspirations I don't want to do in life, I'm like, I need more skills in that. And so to be able to go to school back to that and bring my future more to life altogether as a whole, it's just like, wow, like just positive vibes. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep. I yeah. love that. So, you know, how would you say that having children has changed the way you think about money, spend money? Wow. Um, before I had kids, I would buy random outfits for no reason that I still never wore because you have the time and the freedom. You can just go out to eat anytime you want, three, four times a day, you know, and I didn't have the money to do. I wasn't rich, but I would spend money for no reason. And now that I'm a mom, $300 five years ago would be gone in one hour <laughs> versus today. I can let it stretch for two weeks. So yeah, I learned the the importance of what is a priority, what's not a priority, what is a need and a want. And and it kept me it kept me disciplined. Mm -hmm. I started practicing better communication, how I respond, you know, I felt like 
I shouldn't have to yell at my son to get him to do something. Right. So if I tell him, hey, Tristan, sit down in this tone, he should know that I'm serious. You know, it shouldn't take me to be like, sit down, you know, and you do get frustrated. Yes. But it taught me a lot of things. So it sounds like becoming a mother has reshaped yeah. your your way of interacting, not just with money, but just as a person evolving yeah. into a different version of yourself. So what are you teaching your kids about money, whether it's managing it, saving it, investing it? Like, what is it that you are actively kind of sharing and instilling in them as you're raising them right now? I realize kids understand and retain information well. We There's no too early or too mm. late to teach them things. So now what I do is I'm like, hey, Tristan, um, you only have $5 for the week that I can buy you. So like every if he's good at school, and which is another good thing, it's a money lesson and a behavior lesson all in one. Like if you're in good at school, um, you have $5 for the week that you could spend. So I let him purchase it himself. Like I sign off on it, but I let him see what the numbers look like, what it means to subtract and add money. So he understands when, you know, he has enough to purchase something. And of course he'll, he applies that now and it, and it, it gets on my nerves because we go to the store and when I want to buy makeup, mom, you don't have money for that. <laughs> Cause the money's going to something else. Okay. But yeah, we go buy a toy out. Yeah. We have money for that. It's only $20 mom. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm glad that I'm teaching them something different from what I grew up in. And that's another thing. A lot of people feel like because they grew up a certain way, they can't change. No, like, cause I grew up completely different from how I'm raising my kids, mm-hmm. you know? So you're, there's always room for growth. There's always room for change. If you're willing to challenge yourself and question yourself and definitely is. I love that. It sounds like you are finding age appropriate ways yeah. to have the conversation and give them the opportunity to practice. Yeah. That way, when they have their own money or more and more money, they aren't just doing it for the first time with their first paycheck at 16 or 18 or 20. Um, They've had some level of experience, which I think is is key. So sounds like some good some good lessons going on and (laughs) and that the money's being managed appropriately. Apparently by him. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) When you're thinking about you know, making sure that your kids are set up to maybe have opportunities that you didn't have and you being in school now, um, focusing on growing your skill set so that you can set yourself up for the remainder of your life. I think we all have ways in which we're hoping to build, you know? Yeah. And for me, I want people to feel connected because I feel like the number one problem in the world is loneliness and isolation. Right. And so because of that, I would like consider myself a community builder, but for where you're at now and what you're hoping to build for the future, what kind of builder would you describe yourself as in this season? Um, So I would say a freedom builder because everybody wants freedom. You know, we want freedom financially. We want freedom from stress. We want freedom from, you know, whatever we're going through, you know, pain, And most of the things I want to implement into the world is freedom from pain or hardships or things of that sort. (laughs) Freedom builder. I love that. (laughs) You know, when you were talking, what came to mind for me was maybe freedom isn't what we think it is. Maybe freedom is a skill. Mm. We think it's a destination. Right. 
but maybe it's a skill. Maybe it's something that you have to learn and practice right. and get better at um, because you use your time, energy, effort, and maybe sometimes your money yeah. to get better at that skill. That's and so true. to free yourself from mm -hmm. the past, to free yourself from hardship is a mental thing. It's right. a physical thing. Right. Um, but maybe it's a skill and not a destination the right. way we, we oftentimes talk about. That it. is so true. I appreciate you for sharing that. Yes. How would you describe your relationship with money now? You've hinted at it. You've kind of mentioned it a little bit. You said your, you know, what your relationship looked like with money growing up. And so what does that look like for you now as you think about money and you, you know, are interacting with it, keeping in mind that you've got kids and stuff? What does your relationship look like with it now? Um, now, it's, I, I look at it as a blessing as a opportunity i i'm i'm thinking more of the future versus for the now mm. and at times it used to sound scary to be like i want to live my life now you know but my past self affected my future self so mm. if i want my future to be grand i have to we can't put on the um, umbrella of this is why i can't do it you know sometimes you got to run in the rain to get to the other side and see the sun you know Sometimes you have to run in the rain to get to the other side. And I, a lot of what you're mentioning sounds like being able to take ownership yeah. and responsibility of what you can control in the right. situation. There are definitely, right, right, factors and aspects of things that you can't control, but maybe you have to step back to say, regardless of that, what is it that I can influence? Right. Understanding that if I'm focused in that area and I can't control anything else, that at least I know that I've done my yes. best. For me, I had to sit back and say, you know, what can I do now that this is what it is? I've made choices in the past. Yes, I yes. haven't been perfect. It is right. what it is, right. okay? I can't just keep punishing myself for choices I made before. Okay. What can I do now? Yeah. And how can I move forward? Because there's gonna, you, the time's gonna pass anyway. Yes. The money's gonna get spent anyway yes. in one way or another. Um, and, and, you know, do, do I want to have some say in what that looks That's like? True. Or do I want to let someone or something else design that future for me? And yes. So I appreciate you mentioning that no, and sharing no so worries. much wisdom. It's, <laughs> it's helpful. And, you know, these conversations aren't had enough. And um, I think the more that we talk about these topics yes. and just hear different points of view and and ways of approaching money and life yes yes <laughs> um the better off we would all be so yes. i appreciate you and no, I, i'm excited you. to see how <laughs> your footprint in the world evolves to to help other people to have yes. the resources you know that have helped you along the way self is hosted by me jacent wamala you can follow me on instagram at jacent's gems for more money mindset tips tricks and so much more for self-financial, Eileen Busing is Head of Communications and Brand, Annie Rue is Content Marketing Manager, and Alexandria Hatchett is Senior Compliance Manager. For ACAST Creative, Shante Howell is our Executive Producer. This episode was produced by Shante Howell with podcast art by Emma Spallacy. And for LWC Studios, Paulina Valesco is Managing Producer with Mixing and Sound Design by Judy Bell Kamangian.